Welcome to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun, the author of Press Into the Power. I hope you're enjoying this music that we have. Uh, This song is called Miracle from Sylvia Jones' latest music project, which is available online wherever music is sold or streamed. Or you can reach out to her on her website, www.sylviajones.com, helping you experience God's presence through contemporary worship. Listen, uh, before we get started today, I want to bring you just a quick note from our sponsor, Distinction Inc. Do you need custom t-shirts or hoodies? Look no further than Distinction Inc. From screen printing to embroidery, Distinction Inc. provides high-quality apparel and promotional items with stress-free customer service. Distinction Inc. also provides competitive pricing, especially for nonprofit organizations and churches. If you have any upcoming projects, they would love to earn your business and exceed your expectation. You can request a quote by visiting www.distinctioninc.com. Distinction Inc. We deliver results that make you say, wow. All right, let's get ready for the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. Welcome back to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I pray that you, ladies and gentlemen, are making this podcast your favorite drive time podcast. I also pray that you make sure that you hit the subscribe button and that you share this with your closest network of associates and friends. Today, I want to talk from a simple topic. I want to talk about rejection. And rejection is the absence of acceptance. Rejection is something that causes uh, people consternation, causes them pain, causes them hurt, causes them to redirect their life paths. Rejection can cause you to change the very trajectory of your life. And so rejection is a very powerful tool that people use, but sometimes people use rejection because they fail to want to hear the truth. People will reject you because they don't want to hear what you have to say. Sometimes people reject you because they are jealous of you or envious of you. Sometimes people reject you because they just don't like you. And then sometimes people are rejected because they are misunderstood. Now, when you come into the knowledge of the Lordship of Jesus Christ and you begin to grow closer to God, God will eventually, if you continue on the path of seeking first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, one of the things that shall be added unto you is a knowledge of Jesus Christ and a knowledge of what it is that God wants you to be, who it is that God wants you to be. Jesus was the son of God and he had a mission from God. 
but it was misunderstood by everyone around him, even the people that were supposed to help him. Let me give you an example. When you look at the book of Matthew, chapter 3, verses 11 through 17, and I'm reading from the New Living Translation, but it says, Then Jesus went from Galilee to the Jordan River to be baptized by John, but John tried to talk him out of it. I am the one who needs to be baptized by you, he said. So why are you coming to me? But Jesus said, it should be done, for we must carry out all that God required. So John agreed to baptize him. After his baptism, as Jesus came up out of the water, the heavens were open, and he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And a voice from heaven said, this is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. Here it is, the son of God rejected by the very person that he needs to baptize him as a fulfillment of the mandate of God. Have you ever been rejected and have you ever been turned away? Have you ever been cast aside simply because people did not understand that what you were doing was not something you necessarily wanted to do, but it was because it was a responsibility, a task that has been given to you, a mandate that has been given to you by God. And because you had a mandate from God that people don't understand, they tend to, as we say, kick you to the curb. Let me give you a simple definition of the word reject. Reject, to refuse, to accept, to consider, submit to, take for some purpose or use. To reject, to refuse to hear, receive, or admit. You have to understand that if you're going to be a Christian, you're going to get more notices of rejection than you will of reception. But you have to understand something about the word that you carry in your belly. The word that you carry in your belly was given to you by God and you were sent as a messenger. And this word that God gave you will not return unto him void. It will accomplish the things that God have set it forth to accomplish. Therefore, when you speak, remember whether people receive you now or whether they receive you later. The main objective is to plant seed. When you plant seed in the hearts of people, whether it is in the marketplace or whether it is at home with your family members or whether it is in the community, these seeds will eventually come to pass to do exactly what the Lord God had intended for them to do when you spoke them out of your mouth. Remember, when a believer speaks and they speak the word of God, out of your belly flows rivers of living water that can quench the thirst of sin, that can quench the thirst of disappointment, that can quench the thirst of distrust. There's so many things that the word of God can do, even if we don't know that it is doing just that. So you have to come to a place in your life where you are not afraid to be rejected, where you are not afraid of people. Remember this, 
God has not given us a spirit of fear, but power, love, and a sound mind. And so you cannot be afraid for people to either accept you or reject you. It is the nature of the ministry of reconciliation. And if you walk in the calling that God has in your life, you have to be clear that sometimes people will love you and other times people will hate you. I just want to say something about this, though, because the person that we use as a mentor, the person that is the guide, the person that is the paradigm, the person that is the template of rejection was Jesus Christ himself. But I do recall being in seminary and they said something to me that has stuck with me for over 30 plus years. And it was simply that Jesus was a radical. In other words, he was not afraid to be different. He was not afraid to be unaccepted. He was not afraid to be talked about. He was not afraid to be despised. Now, did he feel some kind of a way? I'm sure. Because we all feel some kind of a way when people mistreat you, when people dislike us, when people talk about us behind our back, when people say all manner of evil against you or say all manner of evil about you for the namesake of Jesus Christ. But this is a part of the call of those who say they love the Lord with their whole heart, their whole mind, their whole soul, and all that is within them. This is part of the call of being a Christian. We are suffering servants. The scripture declares that we have been accounted as sheep for the slaughter. That's right. We are sheep for the slaughter. So if any man will live godly, he or she will suffer persecution. If you suffer with Christ, you will reign with Christ. But remember this, you may be going through some very difficult times in your life, but the scripture declares, be not weary in well-doing, for in due season you shall reap if you faint not. You will reap. We reap what we sow. And so we may be going through a myriad of issues and a myriad of rejection. But remember, Jesus was rejected first. But after he was rejected by John, he talked John into baptizing him, letting him know that this indeed was the mandate of God and the fulfillment of scripture. And then the Bible literally says that as he was coming up out of the water, the heavens opened and he saw the spirit of God descending like a dove and settling on him. And so when the spirit of God descended on him like a dove, it is the Holy Spirit, the power of God, the dudamus of God descended on him. It gave Jesus power. But then not only did the spirit of a like a dove settle on him, but a voice from heaven and we know this to be the voice of God, said, this is my son and whom 
I am well pleased. This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. He was declared to be the son of God. He was declared that his authority was of his father. It was declared that he was not of his own will or of his own accord or of his own doing, but he was doing the will of God as his son. And so when you get the handprint or the DNA of God in your spirit and God declares that you are a son, he has given you exousia power, authority. So he had the power of the gun with deutimus power and the power of the badge with exousia power. So remember this, these two powers would allow him to go forth through the earth in spite of the spirit of rejection. I can go to Luke chapter uh, four, I believe it is. And there's a, a passage in there where Jesus goes to the temple at Nazareth and he had been preaching in the synagogues of Galilee and he was blessed and everyone was talking about how he was filled with the power of God and everyone was talking about him and his popularity and his fame spread throughout the whole region. He taught regularly in the synagogues and was praised by everyone until he comes to the village of where he was raised, his boyhood home, Nazareth. And as usual, he went into the synagogue on the Sabbath. He stood up and read the scriptures. The scroll of Isaiah, the prophet, was handed to him. He unrolled the scroll and found the place where it was written, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. He has anointed me to bring the good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim the captives will be released, that the blind will see, that the oppressed will be set free, and that the time of the Lord's favor has come. He rolled up the scroll handed it back to the attendants and sat down. All the eyes in the synagogue looked at him intently. Then he began to speak to them. The scripture you have heard has been fulfilled this very day. Everyone spoke well of him and was amazed by his, the gracious words that came from his lips. But then they began to ask questions. How can this be? They asked, isn't this Joseph's son? Isn't this boy the boy from Nazareth? Isn't this the carpenter's son? Isn't this the son of Mary who had the baby out of wedlock? All of these questions because in order for people to reject you, people must first find a reason to label you. The label is the place where they stamp the mark of rejection on you. If they can label you, they can reject you. So understand this, that we have to come to a place where we're not easily labeled because when you walk in the footsteps of the Lord Jesus Christ and in the power and the authority of God, then people might not understand you and people love to label anything they can understand. What's the number one label that they give people that they cannot understand? Simple. They're crazy. They're off their rocker. 
They're behind the times. They don't know what they're talking about. They don't make sense. It's not that they don't make sense. It's just that they are speaking from a dimension that you do not have access to at this particular time in your life. So then he said to them, you undoubtedly quote this proverb, physician, heal yourself, meaning do miracles here in your hometown like those you did in Capernaum. But I tell you the truth, no prophet is accepted in his own hometown. Certainly there were many needy widows in Israel in Elijah's time when the heavens were closed for three and a half years and a severe famine devastated the land. Yet Elijah was not sent to any of them. He was sent instead to the foreigner, the widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon. This cut to the core of the people who were sitting in the synagogue that during a devastating famine that God did not send Elijah to the Jews, but sent Elijah to a Gentile woman who was the widow at Zarephath. In the land of Sidon, the birthplace of Jezebel, of all places to send a word and to send the anointing and to send help, he sent it to a foreign land. And there were many lepers in Israel in the time of the prophet Elijah, but the only one that was healed was Naaman, a Syrian. He was saying something to them without saying to them that because you don't believe, but because you rejected God and you rejected the prophets before me and you rejected the word of the Lord, that's why God will move on from you and go to a people who will listen to what he has to say. And so Elijah anointed the man named Naaman, a Syrian, and he was healed. When they heard this, the people in the synagogue were furious. Jumping up, they mobbed him and forced him to the edge of the hill in which the town was built. They intended to push him over the cliff. Imagine this, pushing the Son of God, the Anointed One, over a hill. You may not understand the significance of that moment, but that was the equivalent of capital punishment in the days of Jesus. If anyone was brought to a cliff and pushed off the cliff, it was the same as being electrocuted or injected with a syringe in order to kill you in today's penal system. So they got so angry with Jesus that without a court, without a jury, without a trial, without even an advocate, they decided that they were going to reject Jesus. They were going to reject this radical because he spoke truth and truth sets people free. But truth also makes a plethora of enemies. And so when you speak truth, just know some people are going to be set free and some people are going to be angry because of what you said. But remember this. It's okay to be rejected by people. You remember that even though they wanted to push him off a cliff, they were unable to push him off a cliff because the Bible clearly says that no weapon that's formed against you 
shall prosper. And every tongue that rises up against you in condemnation shall be condemned. So thank those who rejected you. Thank those who said all manner of evil about you. Thank those who would not allow you to be a part of their social circle. Thank those because those people set you on a trajectory of obedience that you might fulfill the will of God in your life. You have been listening to the Kingdom Influencing Podcast. I am your host, Derek L. Calhoun. I pray today that you will go out into the world and influence the nations. God bless.